Now, in studio, Keith Witkowski, Redmond City Manager. How are you, man? Good, Frank. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. It's nice to find people coming back in a little bit more. Yeah, humanoids. Know? Humanoids are good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so you had city council meeting last night. Tell us a little bit about what went on there. What's the yeah, top, wait, top I think story? the um, highlight of the evening was city council voted to put um, a measure on the ballot on November 8th this fall, which will give Redmond voters a chance to decide whether they want uh, the manufacturing of psilocybin to occur in Redmond at all and whether or not they want service centers, essentially medicinal therapeutic use of psilocybin uh, to occur. This was, there was originally a measure in 2020 that passed statewide, but there was an interesting clause in it that allows communities to say, hey, if you want to opt out of psilocybin, you can do that. You just need it to bring it to voters at a general election. So that'll be coming to voters in a couple months. Isn't the county doing the same kind of thing? County is doing the same thing. And for them, I think it, the, the likelihood of manufacturing is um, more than with the city, within city limits. We just have different um, agricultural rules from a land use perspective. When the psilocybin referendum came on the state ballot, do you know how the Redmond City voters voted for? Yeah, on we looked at each precinct, and on average, I would say 45% voted yes and 55% voted no. Okay, so another divisive issue. Yes, yes, another <laughs> rural, urban-rural divide issue. Um, all right, and you've got some... some uh, Cool news about the airport. There's a new airline that's there now. Yeah, we had a well, we had a new airline, Avello, come in 2021. I want to say that um, they have an interesting business model where they fly people in and out of smaller airports because it's a lot more convenient and easy, and people like doing it. So Redmond got it direct to Burbank, Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it's been doing really well. And um, Avello is actually going to start new service, a new route, starting November 11th, Veterans Day, to Palm Springs. So we'll have a direct to Palm Springs twice a week and it's already selling out oh and, yeah i imagine yeah so they see redmond as a real good partner and they're probably going to continue to look at additional routes for us on that airline that's very cool yeah you know you'd fly into ontario and then you'd have to uh, take a puddle jumper or a bus or rent a car and from ontario drive in on 10 to get in there so mm-hmm. yeah that's very cool um the airport just seems to be doing bang up business yeah, it, you know, we looked at all the projections um, during COVID and right the tank in that occurred economically with airports. And we've already, we're around a million passengers coming and going each year pre-COVID and we're already above that post-COVID. And as uh, you know, has been reported lately, we're looking at doubling the size of the commercial airport terminal to handle that load and, and handle all the people that uh, want to come to Central Oregon, live in Central Oregon, work in Central Oregon. So it's... Um, it's a huge, uh, pardon the term, economic engine for Redmond and for the region. Yeah, for the entire region, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to the November ballot because there's some things happening in Redmond City uh, as far as what's happening on that ballot. In addition to this psilocybin, there's some openings, right? True. We're going to have um, Mayor Endicott is not going to be running. So he will have had 14 years as the mayor. So there will be a significant change in the leadership of council. We also have um, Councillor Patrick, who's running for mayor, um, if, if he doesn't win, you, he's been on council for 24 years. So there could be a lot of, um, you know, 38 years of institutional knowledge. So we expect on January, 2023, uh, one way or the other, it's going to be reshaped. And let me just, so the mayor's seat is up and there's three council seats up and there is only one incumbent councilor, Kat Swicker, that is running for the council seat. So it's going to be a restacked deck no matter what. Ben City Council went through a similar 
shift, if you will, just in this past year. Uh, the Ben Mayor and another city councilor both said, you know, I'm, I'm done. Are you seeing that same kind of trend in Redmond? What's the cause of this? I mean, I, th- I think in our case, it's we've had real good, solid veteran leadership and um, particularly in the mayor's case where I think he looks at there's other things he can do with his life, like retire and travel and have fun and help Redmond in a different way. So I th- it's more for us, it's more of a natural transition with Bend. Uh, you know, I've been here almost 10 years and just kind of seen the push and pull b- with Bend in terms of the politics left and right and who wants to engage. And Ben took a pretty big shift from what it had been. And so for us, it's not so much um, a sign of uh, change for the sake of change. It's just people have done their service and they're ready to move on. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the summit. I'll call it a summit, I guess, between you and the school district coming up in September between the city and schools. And that's going to be focusing on safety? Yeah, we're going to have a council work session on September 13th to talk about school safety. Obviously, that's an issue that's important to everyone. And uh, so we'll have um, this Redmond School Superintendent, Sharan Klein, our Chief of Police, Devin Lewis, and others talking to city council about um, what those two partners do to keep schools safe. And what sort of topics do you expect to have come up there. So I think they'll they'll talk about both um, school safety. There's a couple different issues with it. One is just having a, a, a community um, in the schools where teachers, principals, leadership knows the kids. And so if there's a behavioral change, they recognize it because they have relationships with the kids. And we have in the middle schools and the high schools, we have um, sworn police officers, school resource officers there full time. And they don't sit in an office and just kind of um, keep an eye on things. They actually teach classes on a regular basis. So um, they have classes of 20, 30, 40 kids. So they're interacting as well. And there's the saying, right, it takes a village to do whatever. And in this case, school safety, it takes a village. And then obviously there's the what kinds of um, you know, keeping the doors locked, what other kind of safety features are happening in schools. And so Sharan will talk about that as well. And we just want to provide kind of a, a holistic conversation about what all the partners do to make sure that our kids are safe um, when they're at school, which is critical. Is that done elsewhere where the school safety officers are also teachers? It's not entirely common. And in, in some of the bigger metro areas, right, a school resource officer is frowned upon. We're fortunate in Redmond that um, people like it, people want it, and people support the police, as seen in the recent ballot measure. So there are some things that are unique, and we just want to make sure people are aware of that. Yeah, that recent ballot measure brings up uh, they're going to spend some money to build this facility, which is more than just a police station, right? Yeah, we've got, um, right, thank you to the Redmond voters. They passed the uh, bond measure in in May, and we're going to be able to build a $49 million public safety facility, and there'll be some opportunities for partnerships there as well. We're looking at kind of having a, a mental health component, too. Um, the county made some investments right nearby the location of the new police station near St. Charles, where they're kind of doing a, a daytime um, mental health facility. So we're going to be able to continue the relationships we have with the county where they provide behavioral health um, they assist our police officers on calls that doesn't necessarily merit an armed response. And we're going to be able to enhance that with this new facility that will ideally be open in 2025 at the latest. All right. Well, lots going on over there. What's for your next 30 days? What's a couple of things at the top of your list? 
Well, I mean, everything kind of fits under this rubric of, of growth. So looking at the transportation improvements that are needed, we've got $110 million um, application into the federal government to be able to make improvements on South Highway 97, which is not a functioning highway. Uh, we're obviously always taking a look at housing and thinking about ways that we can continue to make it more affordable than it is because the gap between wages and housing costs, everyone knows, is um, extreme right now. Obviously, there's issues related to um, the unhoused, and you know that's a constant. Um, the airport, right, the list goes on and on. And then just actually preparing for change at the political level with the council. All right. Keith Witkowski, he's the uh, Redmond city manager, the city that gets it. Thank you, man, for very much for being in. Thank you. It's good seeing right. you. You too. All right, Keith Witkowski there at FM News 100, 1110, KBND.